Well, welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Christopher Robbins, the co-founder of Familiars Publishing, husband, father of nine, author, fly fisherman, backpacker, and aspirational musician based in the Central Valley of beautiful California. We hope to bring you nourishing, real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am excited to introduce today's guest, Jason Goldstein. Now, Jason Goldstein is the author and presenter of Chop Happy, a fantastic blog, if you haven't checked that out, is a New York City home cook and food blogger. He specializes in delicious and simple comfort dishes that showcase rich flavors, inventive ideas, and unique cooking tips and advice. For Jason, this translates into major mouthwatering recipes that feature cheese, bacon, and pork as his star ingredients. Some of his next-level culinary hits that often go viral are bacon-infused burgers, eggplant parmesan meatballs, and everything bagel. Pigs in a blanket stuffed with cheese. Jason is the author of The Happy Sandwich, Scrumptious Sandwiches to Make You Smile. Now, today we're exploring how to save money, do less dishes, and save time all in the kitchen. And this information aligns with the familiar 10 habits of happy families eat together and learn together. You can learn more about the familiar 10 habits of happy families by going to the Habit Hub blog on familias.com. Now, Jason, thanks for joining us. I can't think of anything maybe we, we don't need more right now when we're hungry than saving time, <laughs> money, and doing less dishes. I mean, I've been cooking for a family of 11 for many years, and it keeps growing. The family gets bigger, and I can tell you wow. that the dishes well, is too money, and the price of eggs, too expensive. And while I enjoy the time in the kitchen, right, <laughs> if we can make that a little bit more economical, it'd be great. So we're, this is exciting. What can you share with us today? Okay, so first of all, being in New York City, I don't think it can fit 11 people in my apartment, let alone my kitchen. Just two of us in the, in, um, are cramped in the kitchen. So that's amazing. So it's wherever you are in California, you have a kitchen compared to our small little New York City apartment. The problems that people have is, and I have, was a chiropractor by day and a food blogger at night. And you come home and the last thing you want to do is cook a complicated meal. You don't want to have to do tons of dishes, even when it's two people or 11 people. And the third thing is, of course, budget. Living in New York City, eggs were expensive always. So you, um, all three of those things are super important to help people. And everyone wants to enjoy a great meal with their family and get the cooking out of the way quickly. Okay. Well, let's tackle, which one do you think is the most important thing that we can think about in the kitchen? Is it dishes? Is it time? Is it money? Which one can you help us with first? Okay. Time is usually the most important. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, everyone wants some more free time or like you time for yourself, I, I always say. So I always think time is really important. So there's a lot of fun hacks you can do with time to help you. And my favorite one is just a piece of equipment. It's the slow cooker. I think that the slow cooker, and this is going to sound like an oxymoron because I'm using the word slow with time, but the slow cooker, I think, is your personal chef. So what you can do is, is after you get the kids to bed, you're getting ready to watch whatever shows on Netflix you want, you drop things into slow cooker, 
put it in the fridge, and right before you go to work or you start your day, just turn it on that, take it out of the fridge and turn it on that slow cooker, and it will cook dinner for you. So you don't have to spend a lot of time doing stuff throughout the day to make dinner happen. So I love the slow cooker. I literally um, come home and it's almost like someone cooked me a warm meal. And you can do so much. You can even make pasta in the slow cooker without even boiling the pasta. So when we talked about hacks, you could take like dry pasta, you drop it in your slow cooker with jarred sauce, add a little extra water for moisture, and drop frozen meatballs in there. And then it cooks it up and you have meatballs and spaghetti for dinner for people. And if you have kids, you could do veggie meatballs. They taste very similar. So you get some vegetables in there. But this way, you're, you're not even boiling water. Okay. So saving time, use a slow cooker. It sounds like you can actually prepare it the night before. Put the slow cooker in your refrigerator. Is that right? And then just pull it out and plug it in and you yeah. have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it just cooks throughout the day. And you get the smell. It's like a free candle, too. So you budget it <laughs> on buying candles because you have a food candle. <laughs> I, I love the spaghetti idea. I had no idea that we can just add dry noodles, sauce, a little bit extra water for a little bit more fluid, meat, frozen meatballs or veggies, whatever you want. Put that in there, let it slow cook, and you're good to go. But great idea. That saves time. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. So now what about, uh, clearly would save time with dishes, but is there something else we can do to save mm-hmm. time with dishes? Yes. So again, I'm all about using what you have having your kitchen and not buying too many things on Amazon that are gadgets. So you also save money on that because they all kind of intertwine together. But the it's the slow cooker takes a back seat in this one, even though it does, it is a tool that will make sure you only have to wash one thing because you could take the slow cooker and put it on the table and everyone can grab the food they want. So that also saves dishes. But I love a sheet pan to save dishes because you can make a whole meal on a sheet pan you can have your meatloaf on one part of the sheet pan. You can have your veggies on the other side of the sheet pan. You can make a pizza on the sheet pan. And then the secret is you can put tin foil or something that is reusable on there. So you're not really messing the sheet pan up too much. Or even though technically you're not supposed to do this, don't tell me when I said this, but I actually put the sheet pan in the dishwasher. And it's usually as nowadays it doesn't rust. So you can that's you don't even have to do the dishes that way, but I really find that to be the best way. And I actually have a recipe for Thanksgiving for two, and it's on um, the turkey goes on the sheet pan. You have the mashed potatoes, you have all the sides, so you can do that even for the holidays as well too. I I love those ideas. So now, how do you keep the meatloaf separated from the veggies, the potatoes? I mean, because. You know, when you're cooking a meat, there's oils that come out. So how do you deal with that? So there's two ways you do it. So I actually think that you should not separate it too much because I think the meat juice, and as you mentioned in the beginning, I love bacon. So one of my favorite tips is to grind bacon into beef because it just keeps it juicy and wonderful. So the chances are there's bacon in that meatloaf for me, but the juices of the meat kind of soak into those potatoes a little bit and give it a little extra flavor. But if you're really trying to roast it with all those hacks on TikTok now where you get the crispiest potatoes and you smash those potatoes, just take like the tin foil and you make like a little section in the middle so that it doesn't get there or put the potatoes in a separate thing of tin foil on the side as well too. There's a great recipe that went viral on Chop Happy Instagram 
that was a steak dinner with the roasted potatoes. So you take, I roasted the potatoes first in the sheet pan and then you take a steak and you actually just do four minutes per side and get a perfectly cooked steak. It's so juicy on the sheet pan. And in that case, I always separate it so that this way the steak juices don't hit that crispy potato as well too. But the sheet pan, and does it all for 11 people or if you have a family of four you might need to do two sheet pans to do it but that comes to another hack that i don't know if you want me to to go through it but sure. it's for a time and that's a time hack as well too i actually love to double my recipes whatever i make so if i'm making a meatloaf with potatoes i'll actually use two sheet pans and i'll turn the oven to convection so that the air circulates on everything and everything cooks evenly and i'll make two of them so that this way you one I'll eat for the week or make sandwiches out of them or whatever it is we need to do. And the other one I'll wrap and freeze it. And then I'll just defrost it. So I have dinner another time for me. And I always say that it's one potato, two potato. I say one lasagna, two lasagna. <laughs> You're already buying the ingredients and you always have leftover cheese and stuff. So I always make two lasagnas. Anytime you see me on chop up, make a lasagna and have another one in the freezer waiting for me for another time. Brilliant. Okay. So we've talked about Let's use our tools to save time. And so that is the yeah. quicker. Let's, uh, let's do less dishes. Let's cook on a sheet pan. Both of those can also save time. Some great ideas there in terms of, of how to d- double up so you have some leftovers. So now, and that, again, one lasagna, two lasagna, one potato, two potatoes. That we can remember that. <laughs> now, that's yes. time. I mean, food is, ex- I mean, it's going to money. Food is expensive. It's just inflation has really hit our pocketbooks. So what ideas do mm-hmm. you have to help us there? Okay, so budget. Budget is important for everybody. And I think we actually overspend anyway, regardless of inflation and stuff. And when we go, now with the internet, you see something on Trader Joe's and everyone wants to run and get it and you only eat half of it and left, left dies in the freezer or freezer burn as if it was in Alaska in the cold. So I think budget's important always. And I actually think that we don't use cans enough There's this big stigma about everything has to be super fresh or frozen vegetables or, you know, are frozen, we need to buy fresh. But it's actually so much cheaper to go from a can and to go from frozen vegetables. Frozen vegetables are actually frozen at the peak of its freshness. So you're actually getting the same nutritional value and stuff for less price. And it's already prepared for you. So we've already got time again. We got budget. They all kind of intertwine. But more importantly, budget-wise. So you can actually do so much. Make a stir-fry. Also, if you love seafood and you're trying to be on a budget and you want to like wow your family and change it up during the week, buy frozen fish. They're already... when The chances are in a supermarket, they are frozen already and they defrost it at the fish market. So you can buy the frozen fish and you save a little extra money and then buy tons of frozen vegetables. And this way... You're bulking up on the vegetables or bulking up on pasta or rice. And then you have a little bit of that seafood in there. So like shrimp and pasta with butter and garlic, you basically you're spending on the shrimp, but just buy a half a pound of frozen shrimp. And then you can mix it with tons of pasta and garlic and frozen broccoli. So there's lots of ways. Use your pantry and use your frozen and canned items. Okay. Pantry, canned items, frozen items. I like how you say that. Vegetables, we don't have to feel bad about buying frozen pre-cut vegetables. They were frozen at the height of their nutrition value. So that's good. That's something I hadn't considered because why I always buy fresh vegetables, yeah. cut them up, and we have our own garden. That's another way to save money. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good. Not everybody in an urban, in a suburban environment, urban environment has the ability to have their own garden. Okay. So now, now. Um, <laughs> you are known. So those are three great tips. I mean, we've saved time, we've saved dishes, we can save money. Now, you are known for developing some really fabulous secrets, hacks to do all three of these. And you, you shared a few of those. But can you give us one or two of your very favorites that you think our audience might appreciate and maybe use tonight? Yeah. So one of my absolute favorites is using a sheet pan and using bacon, my favorite vegetable. It's my, and it's gone super viral a million times. It's my sheet pan sliders. So this is um, great because you do it on a sheet pan. So you don't have to clean up so much and you just take ground beef is always on sale. So you get a budget, just buy it in bulk at the bulk, like a Costco or whatever, and then bacon and you mix. And I always actually, as a budget tip, I don't feel obligated to cook all your bacon. If you have bacon left over and you use it for recipe or for breakfast, you can actually just freeze it again and just take it out and use it. So I always have frozen bacon in my freezer as well. And then you just ground up the bacon in your food processor, mix it with the beef. And then instead of buying other fancy ingredients, you just go to my cabinet and I put garlic powder, salt, pepper, smush it all together. It goes in the oven. It literally in 15 minutes, you have sliders. You've not messed up your counter with sizzling um, burgers. You have an, a pans aren't messed up. It's all done on a sheet pan mostly. And you have sliders for your whole family for dinner. You can have a burger night and it's cheap, easy, and less thin up. Brilliant. Now, if I remember right, you also have one about cooking a pizza upside down. <laughs> yes. Very controversial, apparently. As uh, online on TikTok, it got over a million views, but people were mad that I was messing with pizza. But um, once they, the people who did it, I challenged them, really liked it. So we don't have pizza ovens. And especially in my apartment, I only can only fit one oven in there as well. Anyway, so I thought like the pizza crust always gets soggy and you have to cook the pizza crust in the same way. So what if we flipped it over and we did almost like, you know, an upside down pineapple, a pineapple cake or one of those things. There's all these viral things. I'm like, what if we do that with pizza dough? And it works perfectly. You put like pepperonis on the bottom of the pan. A cast iron pan works great because it won't stick. Then you just go in reverse and you put your cheese, then you put your sauce, then you put your actual dough. And you um, bake it and the crust gets crispy and so beautiful. It's like a perfect crust. It's like crispy on the outside and soft, airy on the inside. And then the best part is you flip it because obviously the crust is on top. Sometimes I have to admit some of the cheese and the toppings go rogue and try to escape. You just put it right back onto the pizza and you eat it. And it's always so good. My husband, Tom, loves it because he's always complaining that the crust gets soggy and stuff. So he loves this upside down trick for you. Very clever. Very clever. Well, we're excited. And the sliders, we can find that recipe in the Happy Sandwich book. Isn't that correct? Okay. Yes, so yes, yes. For our audience, you can go and look at the Happy Sandwich and find many recipes that will help you be happy with these scrumptious sandwiches that make you small. And then, of course, Jason, where can people find you online? Okay, it's at Chop Happy for both TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. And also on YouTube, it's at Chop Happy now and chophappy.com. Okay. And if I remember, you're going to be coming out with a new book in about a year or so. These secrets, these hacks that will help people in their kitchen save time, less dishes, and save money. 
Yeah, I am so excited. I've actually already gone in and started looking at stuff. And actually, you mentioned eggs. So I, as a teaser, one of the things that might show up in that book, potentially, maybe not, we don't know yet. That's up to you, Christopher. But instead of carbonara, instead of eggs, I'm playing with hummus. Oh. Um, I already have a recipe like that, but so that you can save money and use hummus as part of the concoction for it. So I'm super excited and grateful. And real quick to say about Christopher and Familias, they're amazing and they eat their own cooking, meaning that they talk about being about family and about having gratitude and having positive things. And I have to tell you, this is going to be a gratefulness of my same book, but they actually really in the back ends of it are so amazing too and wonderful to work for. So I'm super grateful that I um, get to collaborate with you again. Well, thanks, Jason. We'll, I'll pay you later. Thanks <laughs> <Make> sure. <laughs> <laughs> <That> endorsement. <laughs> well, it's always great to talk to you. So grateful for your time and for your talents and what you share with the world. As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familias for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you chose a book from Familias, maybe The Happy Sandwich. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. <laughs>